got my coffee, my iced coffee. I feel like I should hold my coffee. I, feel like I think you should. Yeah. Probably just until we, for the first yeah. starts of the episode. Starts? So, yeah. I don't know why I'm doing multiples. Okay. How are you this day? Oh, you started it. Yeah. <laughs> why do you never tell me that you start Look, the podcast? I just try and keep shit authentic, fam. Oh my gosh. He's Bye. trying to catch me out, guys. Like, <laughs> this happened last time. I was like, okay, thanks for alerting me that we're now recording. Look, I am the good person here. Oh. But how have you been? What have you been up to? What's changed since we've jumped on? Yeah, no, it's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? No, yeah. I've been good, good. Just, you know, doing the same old um, work and been getting into my reading a bit. Yeah. Um, I've been reading, uh, what did I read? The last book I read was The Wife and the Widow. Ah, yeah. I've just given to Miles to to read, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I really like that. That was a really good crime mystery thriller. And before that, I read Nine Perfect Strangers, which oh, Miles also, which that was a recommendation from Miles. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was really good. I really enjoyed that. Oh my gosh. If you haven't read, like, you gotta read it. Leanne Mort- Mortney? Mort- Mortney? Leanne. <laughs> it's it's a great book. It is a great book. Leanne M. <laughs> yeah, Leanne M. She's an incredible author and you must read it. If yeah. you're into books, it's a must read. I'm actually just started reading Big Little Lies, which I found at Opshot the other day. I was like, fuck yeah. Um, I watched the series like a few years ago, so I'm really keen to actually get into the book. But mm. yeah. Oh my God. Well, okay. I guess. And how, what, like, I, wait, what have you been doing? Give oh our recap. Yeah, well, I've just been doing the same thing. Same old, just working. Um, That's so interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? Just it, the crazy things that we get up to. Oh, back, back. <laughs> um, I've been good. Work has been good. Um, since I'm new to, like, banking, essentially, today was, like, the first day that I actually sort of knew what I was doing, like, nine months in. So that was good. <laughs> that was a good day. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've been reading just a few books, actually a couple of self-help books, which I will talk about later on in the episode. Um yeah, a couple of self-help books I've been into, and I've been reading that, um, oh gosh, Widow. The Wife and the Widow. Wife and the Widow, yeah, yes. that's the one. Mm-hmm. So many books on my to-read list. Yeah. So many, so many. You. So what so are we talking about today, Aria? Today, oh. we want to talk about success. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been, I feel like, a more talked about topic in recent years. Um, I mean, like you said, with self-help books, they're all talking about success um, in the different ways that success comes in, I guess. Um but yeah, I feel like it's a very um, rich topic. Mm. I feel like it's a very relevant topic when we live in a society that's so focused on oh being successful. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and yeah, we just want to kind of unpack that, um, you know, as people in their 20s trying to like, you know, navigate this world. I feel like there's a huge pressure to be successful, to be not only successful, but to be conventionally Six fest six. Oh. <laughs> Let me try that again. Conventionally, Conventionally successful. Conventionally successful. There we go. Also, somebody should keep a tally of how many times we say success and successful and oh. tell us how much it is at the end because. To be fair, we are having coffee today and normally we don't. Yeah. So, we, yeah, currently sitting down, drinking a cup of, getting that caffeine content. I haven't had caffeine in like two months, guys. Like, I'm not fucking kidding. Let's see what happens. I'm going to be like pinging like halfway through this episode, but that's what we want, you know? We, we want, want the that energy. energy. <laughs> Um, okay, well, success. I guess we can just start with defining what yeah. it is and what um, what the definition of, of it is, I guess, is where we could start. Yeah. Um, so I'll just read out. These are the ones we, we just got off of Google. So um, success, the accomplishment of an aim or purpose or commonly a state or condition of meeting a defined range of expectations. Um, 
Yeah, I I mean, success is so much more and it's also, mm. it's such a hard, complex thing to define into just one simple sentence. Yeah, yeah. So hard. So, yeah, I feel like that's just the very basic level definition of it. Um, so, in our society, you know, in our capitalist kind of Western society, mm. I feel like success is very much defined by, you know, how much money you earn, what kind of job you do, what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you mm-hmm. live in, if you've met the set of expectations that is kind of put on us, um, you know, and determines whether somebody is successful or it's not. It's the ego. It's the feeding of the ego is yeah. success in common day. I feel that, yes. Absolutely. And I feel like it's just so narrow. Um, and, yeah, it's very, very money-orientated and just rooted so much in capitalism. And that's kind of what we want to talk about is why. Why mm-hmm. is success viewed that way? Yeah. Um, when success is really so much more than that, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. Success, it's it's so strange to think about how I was, oh, sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> it's so strange to think about how I viewed success as a teenager, even though I'm such, you know, we're still young adults figuring out our way across this world, but just the few years of independence and what that has done to my perception of success is incredible. So incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and really those ideas, those formulations you get come from your parents, you know, the household, the society that you're brought up in. There's so many different factors that appeal to the way that you look at success and what success means to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I thought would be really cool for us to touch on as well is diving a bit into that and diving in, into a bit of a conversation about how school sort of sets you up to view success like that. And not only just school, but like we won't, go too deep into it today but social media as well growing up Mm. in an age where social media is just taking place yeah you know we are not creatures that are meant to be having such access to technology and instant access to seeing who's doing what at what time you know oh like i'm trying to think of a random name of a person i don't know right now jocelyn (laughs) Uh, you know jocelyn's out there and she's 20 years old and she's doing an entrepreneurship and you're sitting at home, you're 20 years old. You're like, oh, shit. I'm the fuck am I doing? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, I've just said I was going to go to the gym today and I didn't go because I was tired. And, yeah. and I just had an argument with my friends and my partner. And just that effect that it has on you is so mentally draining. Yeah. And it all starts and it all falls back to how you grew up, what your environment was like, and how that affects your, yeah, that affects your current perception on success. Yeah. Um. Now, me and Aria, we both did ATAR courses <laughs> growing up. Um, and I feel like that was a major funneling point for how I viewed success. Mm. The stresses of ATAR, you know, year 10 being told, you have to figure out what you're going to do right now. Otherwise, it's the fucking end of the world. And you, know, yeah. you, you can't you can't just make up your mind. You can't just willy-nilly dive into any course you want to do. Yeah. You have to go to university and you have to go get a degree to get this job that you want. And now you're going to have to have a, a hex debt that you have to pay off. Yeah. Um, it might be called something different for American viewers, listeners. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure what it called. it's called over there. Like yeah. student loans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that pressure from the teachers and that pressure from... Well, my parents didn't pressure me too much about this, but... A lot of people do get pressure from their parents to dive into ATAR courses and to achieve those grades and to mm. take that strict, narrow pathway where the only option is school, university, degree, job, pay off debt. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I agree with like the parents thing. Like my parents were never 
too pushy on those things. Although my mum, like, she did, she was, you know, pretty adamant on me wanting to go to uni. But um, she's definitely, like, you know, understood where I've come from the last few years, you know, going to uni for a year and a half and now I'm not at uni anymore. I think she kind of understands now mm. a bit more of my perspective. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree that it really starts at school, hey, like, even just, like, the structure of school. And I feel like this is, like, mm-hmm. a whole other topic that we yeah, can get don't into. Get started. But <laughs> the structure of school, if you think about it, like, you start school when you're, like, four or five and you finish school when you're, like, in Australia, like, 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go to school, like, 8.30 to 3.30 every day. Like, that's, like, Monday to Friday. And that's, like, literally setting you up for the work week. And that's already influencing how your mind, like, views success and almost, like, what is normal as well. Mm. Because societal norms really come into this. What is it deemed as normal is also kind of seen as successful in a way, I feel like. Um, It's preconditioning. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, like I said with ATAR, you go into year 10, you know, you need to start deciding if you're going to do ATAR or general, like it's what everyone fucking talks about, right? Yeah. And then year 11 and 12. um, And look, also, that's not to say that if you didn't do ATAR, school wasn't stressful or anything like that. Like, of course, it can be stressful, you know, no matter what kind of course you're doing. But I feel like with ATAR, it's specifically gearing you for uni. um, And I feel like you're really kind of forced to think about, okay, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not, oh, actually, to be fair, like there are people who like, oh, you know, I knew I wanted to be a doctor when I was five years old. But I feel like for the majority of people, like the fucking course that they picked as a number one preference during the TISC applications is not oh, what they stuck with. You just brought back so many memories. So like, many memories. when I was in year 10, I was like, oh, I want to do journalism. And then when I was in year 11, I was like, oh, no, I want to do theatre studies. And then, I've honestly, I chopped and changed my mind so much. And I'm not even at fucking uni. Yeah. So, <laughs> what is that fucking show? <laughs> it's, it's intense. It's intense. What I was um, going to say as well, backing off of that, is... Yeah, it, no matter what, school is a stressful experience. Mm. You're, there's a lot to be learned. You're mm. learning how to navigate a different social sphere with different people that you might not let it, like, you know, get along with mm. or people that you do get along with and how mm. to navigate that delicate balance. But one thing that annoys me with that is, yes, it set us up with this preconceived notion of what success is, but also the school system and the way that the school system is, mm. it's tailored for a specific skill set. Mm. It's tailored for a specific skill set for individuals who are really good at memory, mm. although where it lacks is hands-on practicality mm. and where it lacks is teaching people the basics. And I won't go too deep in it because I'm going to get fucking angry. Anyway, mm-hmm. teaching people the basics of their lives. Like I've only just recently got into banking um, really, really recently. And I'm not saying that I know everything. There's so much for me to learn. You know, only being there for nine, 10 months. But having that experience, I have learned so much more about the human psyche, about how we spend our money, how we manage our time, all these things that I never learned mm. in high school, never learned. And it's just basic things. The amount of people that don't know the basics of how a personal loan works or the basics of understanding how their debt works and how to pay off those debts or just general things that, you know, mm. you wouldn't even hear of. I did not know how hard it was for people to get a visa in this damn country. <laughs> oh my God. Like, hell, yeah. there's so many challenges and so many mundane things that you just don't get taught in high school. Yeah. And it's good for that specific mindset of anyone that's, that's studious and really good with mm. theory. But, yeah, it really lacks for people who aren't 
inclined to that. And then they come to think, oh shit, well, I can't remember what the fucking, you know, chemical, alchemical table of elements is or hundred and whatever there is of them. Like, mm. does that mean that I'm not going to be successful? Exactly. No. Like, like there's who- so many different ways to be successful and it's such a personal thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's all good if you have, you know, got fantastic grades in school, but if your car fucking breaks down the side of the road <laughs> or you get a flat tyre, like, I don't like know. me? It's not going <laughs> Literally me? I did not know how to change my tyre. I oh wish school taught me. <laughs> I feel like, oh my gosh, maybe for another episode, but I feel like it'd be really cool to talk about your experiences in oh, in driving uh, into regional Western Australia in your Suzuki Swift. But yeah. <laughs> Packed my maybe, whole life. Maybe, sorry for another time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, story time story time <laughs> um but yeah um i guess kind of moving on from school like um me personally i went to uni pretty much straight out of school like i took six months off the first half of the year after i graduated yeah and the second half of the year i did a bridging course and i did three full-time semesters um in my degree um which is a year and a half at uni um can i just interrupt you there by the here. way wow like the fact that just wow, because wow, I really? have so much, that is incredible that you're able to smash through that. Like people that go straight from high school, straight into university, blow my mind, mm. blows my mind. Sorry, you keep, I just, I just had to say, whoa. Like, yeah. Oh no, it definitely takes a lot of dedication and motivation. And I think, I think back to when I was 18 and like kind of making those decisions and I was like oh yeah six months is a really I feel like that's a good time to like have a break from school and like figure out who I am Mm, (laughs) like mm -hmm. bitch you didn't know the fuck you were six (laughs) months out of school like versus one month out of school like what the fuck um but yeah I I spent yeah back-to-back semesters in uni um and the bridging courses gone in yeah um I was studying I kind of chopped and changed my major but um, in the end, I was doing um, an English and Lit major um, and a marketing major as well. Um, and I enjoyed it for the most part, but I started to kind of learn about capitalism and the way it functions us in our society mm. towards the end of my uni. Um, and obviously doing a marketing major is, um, yeah, it, it didn't really go well. I was like becoming this like hippie kind of personality, I guess, and kind of diving into my spiritual journey a bit and yeah I was like mm, maybe I don't want to spend my life learning how to manipulate people and sell things to them um, mm, interesting. <laughs> um but yeah no so I spent time at uni and I I look back now and I realize that I definitely thought I needed to go to uni to be successful and like that was the view I had of myself um and even growing up like I kind of had this like girl boss mentality, which like, I feel like we now know is just another function of capitalism. Mm. But a few years ago it was all about, Oh my God, girl boss, career woman, like be the woman who can do it all, like fight the patriarchy. And now we're like, I think, no, it's just, this is just another fucking capitalist mm. attempt to, yeah. Um, get more people, you know, doing what they want them to do. But yeah, I ended up dropping out of uni. That was probably a year ago now. Fuck. Time moves quick, hey? Does fly. Time moves quick. Yeah, and for a while there, I was like, I guess, a bit down, I guess, just in my headspace. I was felt really lost. And I mean, I still do to an extent, but not as much as before. And I realized it was because I was having to let go of this version of myself that I'd had for so long, which was that I was going to be this really successful 
career woman mm. and I was going to earn lots of money and I was going to be someone's boss, you know, and I think like it was a big step in my growth to step away from that. And I'm really grateful that I did that. And I'm really proud of myself for that. But yeah. it was also being very painful as well, like completely to shift my view of me and my future. Um, Cause you've been setting yourself up for that for <clears throat> your whole education years, right? Like since yeah. primary school. Yeah. So no wonder it was a difficult thing to exactly. do. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that happens to a lot of 20 somethings. Like, you know, as you start to learn more about yourself and you start to realize, Oh, like this thing that I thought I really wanted isn't actually something that I want. And then that, you know, you, for a lot of people, it sends them on a journey of growth and discovery, which is amazing. But I think, you know, it's so painful as well. Mm-hmm. And that process is really difficult, um, which I feel like it's also another thing that we could talk about in another episode, really yeah. get into that. But, yeah, that's kind of my personal experience with success. I don't know if you wanted to talk about anything here, Miles, or you wanted to move on. Or- um, well, I find it interesting because we've sort of had a different experience post high school we started i feel like we've had the same sort of tracks leading up with atar but then i sort of took a different approach um where i went from studying i was i was i put in my tisk application i was like yeah i'm gonna go to uni but i never quite got there um i was gonna study mass communications in high um, university at Curtin university um but something just wasn't clicking. Something just didn't feel right. I didn't feel like I was prepared enough to do it. I didn't, I just needed a break basically. Mm. So I did that. I took a gap year and then one became two and then two became three. And here we are today, Um, (laughs) (laughs) which is very common from what um, I understand. Just, it's very easy to fall into that loop of like, you start earning money and you start liking that and Mm. you start liking the independence and the freedom that you get from getting that stable source of income. But I wouldn't regret it. Um, I did try to go back to uni. That was about a year ago, year and a bit ago, um, after I sort of settled down for a bit. So three years, I guess, away from school. And I was going to study psychology and industrial relations. And I got there and I was, I was doing my courses. I think I, I committed for about a week or two weeks. And it just didn't feel right. Like, I can't put my finger on it, but just going back into that motion, all I could think about was like the hex debt and the loans. And I was like, fuck. Like, how am I meant to be successful when I'm going into this? I'm learning so much, but I'm going to be thrown back so far. So, yeah, I think it's, it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting pulling away from that mindset where ATAR and university and degrees mean everything and moving into, you know, Coles, where I, I was working for five years. Um, and I loved it there. It, it was a great place to work. And that was, um, I quit uh, a bit after the peak of COVID in 2021. Mm. Um, or 2020, I think. Mm. Yeah, it it was just interesting because that is when I truly realized that all the the studying that I've done in high school, everything that I was learning was not pointless, but had much less value than I put to it. The amount of things that you can get from general life experience, from work experience and working in different teams and different environments, you learn so much more than I could have, well, at least for me, I can say that I learned so much more doing that than sitting down at like a university lecture. And, you know, even though I didn't do it for long, like sitting down doing lectures, taking notes, I couldn't obtain any useful information from that. Cause I'm just not built like that. Mm. And so many people are in exactly the same boat where they're forcing themselves into situations where they feel like they have to do it to achieve that ideal of mm. success. But it's not the only way. <laughs> like, mm. 
I'm quite happy where I am now. I've only just started in banking, you know, and it, it's, it was an entry level job. I didn't have to have any other specific qualifications, but because I had that experience, you know, managing a smaller team and experience doing other things or like IT, um, that, that, yeah, work experience just got me into that role. So I didn't need a qualification or I didn't need anything like that. I'm not saying that I've, you know, hit this amazing peak, like, oh my gosh, look at me. But like, mm. yeah, it, I thought that for a job like that, you need to have qualifications. I need to mm. study. And it's just not the case. And there's so many different jobs out there where mm. you don't need to have a piece of paper to tell you that you are worthy of success. Yeah. Basically. That's yeah. So there's anything to add, I would add that. That's what I would add. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to have a piece of paper to achieve success. Yeah. I was going to even say like, you know, even you don't even need a specific job to no. achieve success. Like no. success is really outside the realm of just work and career. Like that's just one aspect of our life. You know, mm-hmm. it's really, you know, it's not everything. There's so much more to life than fucking working. Even though I think it's a stat out that we spend like one third of our waking lives working. Or maybe two thirds. I don't know. The point was, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they work to live, not live to work. But yeah, I also just wanted to add that, you know, just with our experiences, like, I feel like that just shows that success looks different to everyone. Yeah. Um, and it's very, you know, what success looks like to you is going to be very different to what it looks like to me. And it's also going to change over time. Like, I think we've just kind of demonstrate that like to me success a few years ago was very different to what success is to me now exactly and in about five years ten years it's i'm probably gonna have a completely different outlook on success as well Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's just kind of important to note there it's so personal so personal yeah absolutely yeah you don't need a specific job you don't need to have a specific status Mm. one book that i would recommend reading which dives in a bit you know about the idea of ego and it's just a brilliant book. Um, the Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel, H-U-S-E-L. I'm so sorry, Morgan, if I butchered that. <laughs> um, but it's an incredible book. And in there, he does use an example where there was a gentleman that was basically, he was a janitor for like pretty much his whole life. He was a janitor. He had a small house, you know, like it was a two bedroom house, I think it was. And he managed to amass this incredible amount of worth, net worth, which isn't what success is all about, but Living comfortably is something that you, you know, it's just a basic of life. Mm. And the examples that he uses in this book are very powerful in changing your view Mm. on success and changing what that sort of means for you as well, I guess, and how to achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. If that's a goal of yours as well. So, yeah, have a look at that. The Psychology of Money, Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a non-fiction finance book to read. So, um, yeah, probably my recommendation oh, yeah. of the week. <laughs> Actually, I've never read that, so maybe I'll have to check it out as well. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's oh, good. yeah. But, yeah, I think in this episode, we also wanted to mention um, a book that really focuses on the concept of success, and that book is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Hey, Been out for a few years now, mm. very popular. Um, a lot of you have probably read it or at least heard of it. It's kind of like The Barefoot Investor. You know, yeah. everyone in Australia has heard of that book. I feel like this is uh-huh. like another version of the Barefoot Investor yeah. for Life. <laughs> like, a, like a cult book almost. Yeah. Right? Um, That's the word. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. But like I read it a few years ago. If I'm honest, I actually don't remember a lot of it. I had to read a couple of articles that kind of summed it up and kind of talk to Mal because you've read it more recently than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. Do you want to kind of give a bit of a rundown on the book? Or, oh my gosh. Or I should think... I jump to the article that we looked the... at? Yeah, well, the reason why I was thinking this book reflects what is very important in this episode, which is all about success, is because 
Well, this book's a bit personal because the way that I came into this book, I wasn't an avid reader. I didn't really like reading. And it's, and if you're not an avid reader, that's absolutely fine as well. But the way that this book is written, it's written in a way that's just different. It doesn't write like a normal book or it doesn't read, sorry, like a normal book. It's quite personal and it talks to you specifically. And the language that it uses, it's almost shocking, but it's shocking enough where it pulls you into the book and you're like, shit, I actually need to, that's a good point. Like I should think about that. And you know, what do I actually give a fuck about? What isn't the the things that are necessary for me to have a successful, happy, joyful, whatever life. And the real life experiences that he weaves in with this book as well are very powerful. So yeah, I'd love to fucking talk about this book a little bit more as well. <laughs> um, we were looking at an article that was online mm. um, and I'd love to go over a couple of the key takeaways from the book. Yeah. Um, we found this article on geek knack yeah i think um <laughs> we'll link it in the description yeah we'll link we'll link it in the show notes mm-hmm. um but the title is five powerful lessons and key takeaways from the subtle art of not giving a fuck um i'll just read them out just so you can kind of get a bit of a gist on what the book kind of talks about what it's about so number one was giving too many fucks fucks up your life mm-hmm. uh, number two don't measure your success against others Oh my god. Ego, ego. Uh, oh my god. Comparing yourself <laughs> to others on social media. Oh my god, that's such that's that's a really good one. Three, pain is inevitable. I think to expand on that, I think basically what from memory, what Mark Manson was trying to say is that in life you're going to have to struggle, but it's inevitable. Yeah. It's a part of life. Um, that yin and the yang. And you know, so, you know, choose what you want to struggle over. Basically. Yeah. It's yeah. You, eventually at the end of the day, you have to give a fuck about something, right? Yeah. But you should be actively aligning your fucks to the things that mean something to you. Mm-hmm. So don't put yourself through so much effort and so much trial and tribulation for things that don't really matter to you. And you're just, yeah. you know, you're just doing it because you think that's the thing you should be doing. Like, yeah. Figure out what it is that you want to f- fight for, what it is that you will take pain to, to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four was you are always choosing. Mm-hmm. Um, and number five was negative experiences are valuable. So, yeah, I don't know if you wanted to expand any more on that, but I think we just wanted to give a bit of a rundown on the book and definitely put it as a book recommendation because that book was amazing. Yeah. It really was valuable in terms of talking about success. Yeah. Negative experiences are valuable. Just to touch on that as well. My word, are they? Mm. <laughs> the, yeah, through... There's been so many things that have happened recently in my personal life as well, um, which I won't dive into just for, um, just for, you know, confidentiality and not to throw anyone under the bus. Um, but the amount of things that you can learn if you just change your perspective, if you just shift your perspective on that pain, on that suffering and be like, this is awful. This is fucking terrible. I hate what I'm having to go through now. But what is it teaching me? What is the universe trying to tell me through this negative experience? What are the things that I can learn? Where can I improve myself? What can I do better next time? So that when I'm presented with a situation like this, I can act differently to get a different outcome, right? Mm. Your brain is wired to have a healthy balance of good and bad. Mm. You're not mm-hmm. always going to be having a great time. And to to think that you are going to do that is just setting yourself up for failure. Mm appreciate the good times as much as you appreciate the bad times because the bad times, that's what's going to make you grow. And that's, what's going to strengthen your character, strengthen your resolve and make you the person that you want to be. If you so choose to see it like that. Yeah. If you choose to see it like the world is going to beat you up, 
but the world don't give a shit about you, <laughs> then that's exactly what you're going to get. Mm. The energy you put out is the energy you get back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Be careful with it. Be careful. Oh, with it. I, yeah, that I agree so much with that. And oh, I can't remember where I was reading this, um, or what, how I came to this kind of thing that I was looking at, but yeah, the idea of the good and the bad that in our society, we're just, it's so ingrained that we're always trying to chase the positive, chase the feeling of happiness and chase all these positive emotions and, you know, almost just hide the bad ones away and mm-hmm. that the bad emotions and all the bad experiences we should just try and avoid. And it's just, it's just not realistic. Life is made with that duality. And I just remembered, I think, the Skinny Dipping Podcast by Kayla Rose. Um, yeah, this is, if you haven't also a podcast recommendation, if you haven't listened to this, go listen to it. It's amazing. Mm. Kayla, she, oh, in this new season, she's talked about so many, so many amazing topics. What's the one more time? Skinny Dipping. Skinny Dipping. By skinny Kayla dipping. Rose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the most recent season, she's really done amazing by herself. Mm. But yeah, I think this is where she was talking about it, about the duality of life and how you need the bad experiences to have the good experiences. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, just take a minute. If you're not driving, maybe close your eyes and just visualize. Visualize the world only if good things happened and if it was a perfect world. And if everyone was always happy and joyous and felt positive emotions, nothing bad ever happened. Would that be a world that you really want to live in? I think a lot of people first might say, oh yeah. But then if you think about it, if you're always happy, if everything always feels good, then are you ever really happy and do things really feel good? If mm. you don't have that contrast to know the opposite. Whoa. Like you need that contrast, that bad, to be able to know what good is. Just as so much as you need the good to know what the bad is. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to know how, you know, what that good thing is. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I didn't do a good job explaining No, no, no. It, yeah, but, that makes sense. That makes sense. But, yeah, I think duality is such a important concept and yeah i totally agree with what you were saying like you need the bad and the good like it's just that's a part of life it is it the is. bad allows you to appreciate the good you know like Ayo. it's all it's a self-help movement recently as well that i've like yeah. or like the manifestation like people are like manifesting like all the good things and like oh shit as soon as something bad happens like how i manifested all these good things to happen i'm getting all these shit things the universe hates me mm. it's not that just yeah. change your perspective you like that like yeah there's so much yeah. to learn from the good and from the bad definitely yeah and that's like i agree with you totally but also that's not to say that you know if you're in a shitty situation or you're in an abusive situation whatever like just change your perspective yeah like, no. <laughs> and i'm not no, no, I'm, no. I'm not saying that you were saying that mm. but just to kind of add that but yeah absolutely i agree perspective is amazing and it can really change things around if you just shift your perspective but mm-hmm. yeah it can also obviously it's not as simple as doing that sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes, no, you are correct. Um, you are correct. Yeah. How do you define success now in this present, in 2022? What does success mean to you? Mm, this is a good one. I Success to me means, I think, living authentically mm. to who I am and being vulnerable. Power and vulnerability. Yeah, and kind of honouring myself and doing the things that bring me joy and happiness, but not just joy and happiness, but also growth Mm. and development because, you know, although growth and development is important, it can be painful sometimes and it could not be what we want to do at first. And if you're constantly chasing, like I was just saying before, like if you're just trying to chase being happy and being joyful, like it's not going to help you grow, you know? Um, Mm. 
So yeah, I think success to me is just trying to live more authentically to who I am each day, which, you know, is easier said than done. Like it's incredibly difficult to live as the person you truly are in a world that kind of really gives you a very narrow blueprint on who you can be. Yeah. For me, it's just, yeah, being who I am, being true to myself and yeah, I don't know. I think... That's all I can kind of think of at the moment. Yeah. Um, did you want to... It's such a hard thing yeah, to it's... put into words, isn't it? Like, what success... Like, obviously, like, it's so easy to spit out a definition of success, but to mm. conceptualise that into what it is for your current day version of yourself, it's so hard. Yeah. Um, I think, for me, I have struggled quite a lot with the idea of success personally because of society and because of... You know, me thinking I've got to be, you know, the manager of this big business or, you know, I've got to have this much money in my account. And one thing that I've not really focused on in my years is just being present and being grateful and being mindful of the now. Mm. I think for me, that is what success is. It's not letting myself get swept up in the motions and the currents and the winds of the world, which mm. are constantly pulling you in this and that direction. It's about acknowledging the past, mm. being in the present and not being too stressed about the future. Mm. Um, one thing that I actually wanted to talk about, if it's okay with you, um, I've got um, this really good breathing exercise, which has helped me to achieve that feeling of success. If you guys are at home, somewhere safe, not driving, please, dear God. Um, <laughs> or maybe you might be able to if you're quick enough. Anyway, so... One thing that my therapist has told me is to give a shot and I've been doing it ever since and I absolutely fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Look for a square object, right? So anything that's that's square, you know, rectangle, it doesn't matter. As long as it's a square object or square anything, it could be a painting, it could be a TV screen, it could be the, the monitor at work, it, anything square. You start at the bottom right-hand side, right? Drag your eyes and follow with your eyes. Put your hands on your stomach, both hands, and take a deep breath. Breathe deeply in. One, two, three, four, until you reach the very top right corner. You hold your breath for another four seconds and you travel all the way along to the left. You hold you push your breath out for four seconds. One, two, three, four, and you hold again. So in for four seconds, hold for four, out for four seconds, um, and hold for four again. Mm. Now it's recommended you do this three times. And what you will find is if you've got so many thoughts whirring and spinning in your head, this is an incredible way to ground you in the now. Because I read in this book, Atomic Habits by James White. Did you know 11 million receptors are in your brain, right? We have 11 million receptors around your body, I think it was. And out of those 11 million, 10 million of those receptors are dedicated for your sight alone. So you can imagine what bringing yourself into the moment right now and focusing on this, just this one point in just this, this one little space of time and that quick breathing exercise, which will take you, what, even a minute, two minutes to do what that can do for you, for you mentally. If you need to close your eyes, you find it more comfortable to close your eyes for four seconds, hold, push out four seconds. If that's, if that's easier for you, do that, do whatever works. But there is such a clarity to be gained. I was getting so swept up in all the things that are happening around me. And there's so many different meditations and, you know, things you can try and do, but this is just such a simple entry point thing that you can do to ground Mm -hmm. yourself. And why I love it so much is because you'll come to realize very quickly if you're practicing this every day, 
how many fucking swears there are in this world, <laughs> dear God. The amount of times that you're staring at a, a computer screen and you're mm. feeling overwhelmed or yeah. it's a perfect reminder to just take a second, appreciate the wind on your face, appreciate the now, appreciate your breath. Because yeah. it's such a blessing for us to be able to have these moments and to acknowledge it is just incredible. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that technique. And I've even heard of people doing that breathing technique during meditation as well. Mm. I like to do that sometimes if, you know, I'm getting finding it a bit hard to get into the moment. You know, following kind of breathing pattern really helps you to focus on just your breathing and kind of center yourself a little bit and ground mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So I think that's a really good, really good tip. One more thing kind of going off with the breathing exercise. Mm. Kind of just wanted to give, I guess, could be a journaling prompt, but also just a bit of a food for thought on how to figure out what success means to you. And I just, like, I just want to clarify, I'm not an expert here at all. Like there are, we've mentioned many different resources here today. Um, and maybe we'll make a little list in the show notes as yeah, well for yeah. reference. And like, I'm sure there's like plenty of other like journaling prompts and stuff that could be suited for success as well. But just a couple of quick ones that I thought of that could help you establish you know, what success means to you. Cause like, like we said, it's a very individual, it's very personalized and it's not something that can be applied to the two same people. And the first kind of question that I thought would be really good to, to think about is what is important to you? And I know that seems like a really simple, basic question, but I feel like your definitions of success is going to depend on what is the most important to you, you know, on the base, on the base level, you know, these are things that bring you joy and satisfaction. It could be a hobby related really like doing it could be a form of movement yeah just the things that I guess make you feel like you and where you feel your most like yourself your um, most authentic self yeah your most authentic um and you know even when where you get into that flow state which mm-hmm. is a really interesting concept it's oh, I'm probably gonna explain this so bad <laughs> from what I've gathered and it's only something I've recently looked at is it's basically when you're doing something. So a lot of musicians get it when they're playing music. It's just where you're in that flow, Mm. (laughs) you're in that mindset. And it's, it's like time just goes by like that. The movie soul looks into this as well. Um, I've been too scared to watch it because it looks like so much emotional have energy. You not, have you not watched Soul? <laughs> not yet. Are you serious? I'm scared. I've, oh my God. <laughs> Bitch, I like two years ago. I'll, I'll get there. I'll oh get there. I'll watch it tomorrow night, I promise. Um, But yeah, no, I was listening to, again, Skinny Dipping um, and Kayla, she was talking about the movie Soul and how he was in the flow state. And I was like, oh yeah, shit, he was in the flow state. Yeah, so the flow state can be, you know, I feel like I get it sometimes when I'm cooking um, or I'm doing yoga, like things that really where I feel like my most joy and I feel like I'm really, you know, doing things that are good for me and mm. that make me feel myself. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, you can think of things that get you into that flow state, but more broadly just things that you enjoy doing and that, yeah, you like doing and that make you feel good. Mm. And then following on from that, I feel like a second question that you look at is how can you integrate some of these things into your everyday life? Um, So, you know, just little ways that you can incorporate these things, whether it be doing like 10 minutes yoga a day or, you know, whatever it it could be, you know, that's just for me because I love yoga, but it could be whatever this thing is for you. And then, yeah, I feel like that's going to help you figure out your definition of success. And yeah, so, but yeah, like I said, there's plenty of resources out there. Like there's just a couple of things kind of get you, get your mind jogging and get you kind of figuring out what success could look like for you. If you haven't, especially if you haven't really thought about it much, or if you're kind of 
on a journey like us, like trying mm-hmm. to undo like what capitalism has kind of taught us about what it means to be successful and you're kind of trying to figure out a new path of success for yourself and what it actually means to you outside of other people's perspectives. Yeah. One thing that I will add on to that too, um, I know I've already dropped a few books, but going back to what I was talking about before, James White, Atomic Habits, if you are trying to find a way to incorporate you know, healthy habits into your life or these things that you love to or you enjoy doing, um, definitely have a look at James, James's book. Um, Atomic Habits is incredible. Um, and you will, you will find that it grounds you and it makes you understand why you might be doing the things that you're doing or if there's a negative habit or anything that you, you know, you're currently partaking in. Um, it helps you to understand that a bit better and understand why you're doing it. And it all goes down to the basic needs, but I'm not going to. I've already gotten so excited <laughs> with the amount of books I've dropped. But yes, definitely, yeah, if you're trying to actionalize and form a plan of how you're going to integrate these into your everyday life, James White, Atomic Habits. I think it's James White. Jesus. Yeah. Atomic Habits is the book name anyway. It's, <laughs> it's super popular. Yeah, yeah. Have a look. Have a look. I say I haven't even read it, so I'm definitely going to check it out one. I'll link it. Wait, did you say you had it on Audible, did you? Or- yeah. Oh, fuck oh you. <laughs> Audible is incredible. Actually, Nori, I remember Lauren saying she has a copy of it. Lauren, if you're listening, can I borrow Atomic Habits? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> look, we'll find out the up shops. Yeah. So that's where you get all the best deals. I was going to say, like, if a book's been out for a few months and it was popular, you'll probably be able to find it in mm-hmm. an up shop. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I try and do because I'm a stingy bitch. I don't want to spend $20 in a book. Like There's- the line of Twilight books that Oh my gosh. I, was, I don't remember if I was telling you about this, but I was at an op shop the other day and I literally saw like a row of probably like 20, 50 shades of grey copies. Oh my God. Like looking next to each other. I was like, fuck me. Like someone just needs to burn these at this point. Like no yeah. one's going to buy it. Everyone's read it. You should it's just done. use it for a file. Just feed the file. <laughs> it's not worth anything right now. Come literally. on now. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of, I guess just to recap on what we've talked about, we've talked about, um, what the definition of success is just like your basic, very basic definition, which mm. is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, a state or condition of meeting a defined range of expectations. Society. <laughs> yeah. We talked about how society views um, success and how it is rooted very heavily in capitalism mm-hmm. um, and how school essentially sets you up for this very narrow mindset of success. And of course that kind of goes on into your early adult years or even later, you Mm -hmm. know, depending on if you ever kind of question that mindset and try and learn for yourself what success could be. Mm -hmm. We talked about um, my experiences with uni and how I kind of like broke away from that. And what else did you, you talked about? It was about my experiences. So like I didn't go to uni, but had that gap year and just been getting work experience instead. And how that was slightly different than your experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We touched on subtle art, not giving a fuck. Psychology of money. Yeah. Psychology of money. Um, I also mentioned skinny dipping podcast, which is amazing. Amazing. I, I will not stop raving about that fucking podcast. Look at all these beautiful resources. Oh, honestly, Woo! the internet is good for some things. I'll be honest. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. <laughs> um, and then we talked about how we define success now, mm. um, where we're at in our journeys at the moment, I guess. And yeah, I kind of mentioned authenticity and vulnerability and being, you know, true to yourself and doing the things that make you feel like you. And mm-hmm. then you mentioned um, about being yourself in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Don't um, get swept away by the winds yeah. of the past and the fucking currents of the future, bitch. Just yes. appreciate the now, be in the now. Yeah. Some breathing exercises we touched on as well. Yeah. 
four seconds each way. Yeah. One, two, three, four, hold for four, out yeah. for four, hold again. Mm -hmm. Just do that three times, bitch. And yeah. just. <sighs> or even, um, actually, I just, that just popped into my head. This chick on TikTok, um, I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry. But if you know, maybe let us know and I'll credit her. <laughs> yeah. But she um, made this TikTok. She gets quite bad anxiety and she keeps a packet of Fisherman Friends in her bag, which I don't know if you know what they are. They're like yes. really strong bins. Yes. And she's like, if you can't, if you don't feel like you're breathing, bitch, have one of these and you'll fucking remember that you're breathing. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's actually a really good idea. Um, so yeah, <laughs> if you get really bad anxiety, or you feel like you're going to have a panic attack, you know, get yourself some fisherman friends. Those shit, those things are going to fucking burn the shit out of your mouth. Oh and they're going to bring you right back into the present moment, you know, Hello. using those sensory experiences mm -hmm. to your advantage, hey? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think we'll kind of wrap up here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we do have an email address now, we which we popped in the show notes and also in the podcast description. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it is... Is it Miles and Aria podcast? Miles and Aria podcast at gmail.com. There we go. If we fucked it up, look at the comments. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. Um, um, yeah, send us your, send us your, any questions. You guys want us to talk about anything in particular, let us know. Yeah. Um, we had to have some fun, but also here to learn a little bit and have yeah, a conversation. Exactly. So, and we hope you, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We're still, obviously, I'm sure you can tell, like, we're still kind of, Getting into the podcast group. We're both new to podcasting. Um, so this is both something we haven't really done before. But I don't know. I think we're really excited to see where this takes us. And we're really excited about the things we're going to talk about. But yeah, yeah. Feel free to drop us an email. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And yeah, I think next week we were thinking about talking about social media. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Not censoring yet. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll I feel, see. I feel like it could be a good topic to go off success. Or maybe we could talk about growth or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, There's like, so many different ways we can go. Yeah. Um, honestly. I guess you have to tune in next week and find out. Yeah. Actually, not next week. We're doing four hourly episodes. God. Yeah, true. So, oh, my God. Get it together. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Get it together. All right. Uh, Thank you so much, everyone. And yeah. I guess we'll see you next week. Next fucking fortnight. Fortnight. Jesus oh, my God. <laughs> oh, all right, bye for um, now. Much love. We love you guys, um, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your week, whatever you're doing. Um, yeah, stay tuned, and we'll be back soon. Bye. <laughs> all right, bye, guys. Bye bye.